Often when a visitor would come to a Raman ashramam, while Ramana was alive and teaching, he or she would ask Ramana, what should they do now? And Ramana would often have a lot of fun with them by saying, go back the way you came. <laughs> Some of them were insulted by this. Others were just confused because they took it literally on the physical plane level that they're supposed to leave and go back home. But Ramana would never speak on the physical level. Everything was always a metaphor for Ramana. And so what does it mean to go back the way you came? You come from the source of all that is. <clears throat> and that source is supreme intelligence, supreme bliss, supreme power of being. And we have come on a long journey into ignorance, into body consciousness, into identification with the material world. And once spirit is identified with matter, it loses all of its power. It becomes hypnotized. It becomes under the sway of the belief that the world is controlled by material powers rather than the power of God. And it loses its ethical compass. It loses its sense even of what goodness is, what truth is, what rightness is. And the little bit that remains to it, it represses. So it can deal with the world with a freer hand to get itself in trouble. But the ego structure is a structure of self-deception. So one does not have to know even the little bit that the ego still does have access to. Most of it is suppressed or repressed so that there can be plausible deniability to act in a way which is not loving and not truthful. So to go back the way you came is referred to in yoga philosophy as the process of asparsha. We have a barrio in the Sat Yoga Ashram at Arunachala called Asparsha. It's only for very serious yogis and sannyasis. Asparsha has two meanings depending on how subtly you wish to take it. The first meaning means to come out of imprisonment. But the way you get out of imprisonment is by going in, not out. There's no escape out there. The prison is the belief in the out there and the belief that you're a creature with a physical body. That objectification of your own nature and of the nature of reality is the imprisonment. So the way in means to come back into your subjectivity and into the fullness of pure consciousness that is not determined by laws of nature or ideologies or belief systems of any kind or material 
gratifications or inflictions of pain and suffering. And so the deeper meaning of Asparsha, <clears throat> which was expressed and explained by the great sage Godapada in the Mandukya Karika, is that it means the state of consciousness which is free of sense contact. A very important point. The ego is interested in contacting sensual objects, both because it receives gratification, which is actually jouissance, which means suffering that comes out of the pleasure. But it also gets enmeshed and imprisoned by the desire for that sense contact. And it cannot tell the difference between beauty as the truth of God and the reflection and projection of that beauty on an object of desire. That is the basic ignorance that creates maya and that creates illusion and imprisonment in the false world. And once it has falsely identified beauty as belonging to an object rather than being projected on an object from the source that is the only true beauty, sundaram, then one becomes addicted to objects and to being an object rather than to realize oneself as the formless form that is the essence of all true beauty. Your forms will grow old and withered, but if you know who you are, your beauty will remain eternal. And in fact, the beauty only grows greater as the body ages because that eternal beauty shows through the impermanence of time and the fact that it cannot be impaired or lessened no matter what time will do to the form. The formlessness and the beauty is beyond the reach of death, beyond the reach of degradation. And so the reaching of that state that's beyond imprisonment is to go beyond the desire for contact with sense objects <coughs> and to achieve the union with that which is the source of one's awareness even of that world. And then there will be the realization that that world is in fact a dream created by this supreme intelligence that you are. And what you thought of as a material world of otherness is actually only a reflection of that infinite beauty of the self. And in that state then, there can be no imprisonment. And the world changes from being a prison and a veil of tears and sorrow and loss to one of fullness and perfection. But it only becomes that when you want nothing from it. And when you are detached from anything that it tries to seduce you with or scare you with, This is independence, this is swatantriya, freedom, this is the achievement of asparsha, which is another way of expressing the supreme liberation as sat
This is our true nature. And since we have gone as far as we can go into the materialist illusion, it is now time for the boomerang to return to the bulma of the supreme beingness. And this return will happen with the fullness of bliss and understanding, compassion, but most of all, of the absolute presence of the supreme power. That is the power to be, the power to create, and the power to transform that which has been created. It is now that that power must be reachieved so that the world, which is on the brink of a death, can be reborn anew in the light of God. And that can only happen when the energy field of pure consciousness of the true beauty of the source is willing to give itself to the restoration of this world. This is the meaning of yoga. The absolute sacrifice and letting go of all egoic desires and paradigms that are too small, too limited, too temporary, too doomed to inevitable failure and suffering. For the one project, the one realization, the one true self, that gives freedom and fulfillment. This is the opportunity that we are now being given. And the cost is simply the illusion of the ego. And when you say, Swaha, I'm done with that, then the infinite presence from which you have come and to which you return by that simple act of letting go of the material objective false self is all returned to you. And one begins to live in grace. The way back is simple because the truth is we never left. That's also an illusion. But it means to silence the mind that believes that it is the representation of a creature that lacks being and lacks wholeness and lacks goodness or beauty or whatever else it feels and that therefore is on the make to try to get it somehow or to get recognized for it or to steal it. That ego is the illusion that creates all the suffering. The simple realization of its falseness frees you instantly from all the traumas and all of the sanskaras or tendencies to create more suffering in the mind. It is a choice and you have the free will and the power to make that choice because your mind is based on sat, which is the ultimate power 
to choose truth. You can do it the moment you choose truth over loyalty to the false. All meditation is, is the act of choosing truth. Let's do it.